Welcome to an edition of Talk Nerdy to Me that has nothing to do with Red Dwarf, as we promised. I'm Jay. Hi, I'm Gav. And you're the reason that we're not doing a Red Dwarf thing. <laughs> how, how have you still not watched this? How have you still not well, watched Red right, Dwarf right, movie? Right, let's get down to it now. Right, I don't mean to blame women, but it is a woman problem. <laughs> what's happened here is, I foolishly watched the first one with my partner, Vicky McCarthy. And what's happened there is she's been telling me she wanted to watch it ever since. So I couldn't watch it without her. Well, I could have, but it'd been a bit sneaky, wouldn't it? And then, last night, I said, I really need to watch this Red Dwarf. Do you want? I need to watch it tonight. Are you watching it or not? And she went, just watch it without me then. I was like, what? I've waited for like a month. <laughs> She's like, uh, it's all right. So I haven't watched it still, but... That gives me free reign to now watch it, JB. And, okay, so it gives you free reign to watch it. Hold on, I'm just changing something. There we go. It gives you free reign to watch it, but you still haven't watched it. Yeah, because I couldn't watch it last night because she wanted to watch other stuff. Like what? (laughs) Well, uh, I can't remember what we watched. You know what I've been watching? (laughs) You know what I've been watching? I've been watching that... A great big flower fight. Have you watched that? Oh no, I've seen it on Netflix, and I thought, no, I can't possibly do it. And it's got Vic Reeves, hasn't it, hosting? Yeah. And I thought, well, I wonder. I wonder if it's actually like a bake off, but in flower form. It is. It is. It is. But it is. Is it? Is it? Is it interesting enough? I find it. I find it interesting enough because I've been surrounded <laughs> by women my entire life who have forced horticulturalism on me. So mum was always an avid green fingers. Nan would always have me in the garden. Eve is like every other every other week. There's a new plant being brought in. I, I, I'm just. I don't actually have an interest myself, but because I know. And see it a lot. I, it's kind of like, oh, I kind of know what what's good and what's bad, and I can appreciate uh, it. So yeah, I've enjoyed it, uh, and it, it is interesting because it's not like they're just trying to make the nicest bouquet. It's like in one of them, it's like you've got to make an eight foot tall animal out of grass. Wow! But like you've got to make <laughs> you've got to make the grass look like fur. It can't look like grass. And this isn't how I envisaged to start in this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Horticulturalism is pretty nerdy, let's be honest. <laughs> I just think, like, it was one of them shows where I thought, oh, fuck off. It's like literally a show for everything. The only it's thing that's really weird, about. right, the only thing that's dead odd, and Eve picked up on it, is until, like, there's obviously less people in it because people go out every week. They don't show you the finished results with some of the people. So you, it's just sort of, like, granted that they were shit then? No, because they don't get, they're don't. they not out and they're in, like, for another three oh, or four weeks. No, they're, not, they're neither shit nor good. Yeah, the but it was really running. annoying because, obviously, it keeps, like, flashing to them talking a little bit about it, and then you never see it, or if you do, it's in the background. So it was, oh, that was... Odd. I just thought I've never known any kind of competition show 
that does that. That at least. Yeah, I have seen it done on MasterChef in the very early stages. To be fair, because obviously there's loads of people in the first bit of it, so they don't look at everyone. They only look at like, as I say, the best and the worst. In MasterChef, but... don't they all have to cook the same food though? Or am I getting confused with like someone else? In some bits they do, but in like sort of the very, I mean, that, to be, it's weird. My my MasterChef history is pretty much solely reliant on the Australian version and not the British version. So. <laughs> you're, you're like a, a hipster of MasterChef. Oh, I only watch <laughs> the, uh, the Australian version, actually. <laughs> Honest to God, the Australian version is so much better than ours. <laughs> Why? Because it's like, I'm going to make I'm gonna make a, a pasta with a wombat. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. But I think that's what inspired Bonza, to be honest, was the Australian MasterChef. Australian MasterChef. It's more interesting because at any moment a ten foot spider could jump out and bite someone <laughs> in the boot. Oh, so what? Okay, this will be well. This is this is going to be the worst quarantine catch up pod ever. If ours I can talk about is that, and you can't even remember, you can remember what you watched last night. Do you, what have you been? Uh, I don't, I, oh, I've been watching Game of it's, it's always good when you prepare for these pods, by the way. I do. I, I love awesome. it when you do that. Well, no, because I started writing down what I watched. Go on. Hold on. You felt now you've gone away from your phone. Come back. Come back. Hello. 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 You still there? Yeah. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I definitely remember watching something. That's amazing. You know what? I can tell you what you watched, and we're going to talk what? about it. We both watched, I'm guessing in full, The Last Dance. Yes, I have watched it. All the it way. It's very, very good. Yeah, it was. it's amazing. It re- yeah. Like, it's completely, like, reminded me of, like, why I was, like, it, my, Michael Jordan was why I liked, and one, I wanted to be a basketball player when I was, like, eight or ten. I joined, but I was so desperate to be a basketball player that I joined the primary school netball team, which was because it was the closest I figured to learning how to play basketball because I'd be shooting hoops and stuff like that. I was only one of two boys on the basketball t- on the netball team. The other guy, his name was his name was Jay as well, but he, um, I don't know why he thought he could play netball because he- <laughs> was he a mirror? No. <laughs> he was called Jay as well. He couldn't play basketball, but he thought he could. No, it's because um, he was he was like um, I mean, even for a kid, he was short for like an eight year old. He was short. short. Like there was no chance. I mean, I know there's that one guy in Space Jam who is like small, and they're like, what about yeah, Muggsy Bowles? Yeah, Muggsy Bowles. But come on, how many Muggsy Bowles are there out there? You get an odd little man. Exactly, yeah, he yeah. was not. He was not that odd little man. I was the odd so man. You can't be blaming height to a person's inability to play basketball. Is what 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 I'm saying. I well, well, for starters, it definitely hindered his ability to play netball, not basketball. Well, yeah, that's that's a point. There you go. Um, but yeah, and I'm, do you remember it was like Vicky challenged me. She went, "You weren't into basketball," and then I pointed out. Remember, we used to have the hoop outside. I mean, you would shoot some hoops between like. Songs at rehearsal. 
I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it was more like basketball than it was basketball. But that's why it was there. It was because I would practice because I was like, one day I'm going to be a big basketball star and I'm going to play for Chicago Bulls like Michael Jordan. I'd probably guess as well I was holding a can like they were in that sort of thing. <laughs> at Brittany Kaiser's house. <laughs> Oh, God, we really did end up more like the guys from basketball than we did. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, obviously, I, I'm not going to profess that I'm massively into basketball, but I do like American sports. So I've always sort of half-followed the NBA, but not ever really properly watched it like week in, week out sort of thing. Mm. But it's, I, I, it's one of those documentaries. Like, I love sports documentaries anyway. It's always been like something i've really liked but this one anyone could watch this and find it enjoyable because it's just so intriguing like the character of obviously jordan is like the big part of it and like i don't know like they obviously portrayed him as like this bullying character at, at, at certain points but if you're that good and other people around you are not pulling the weight you would fucking tell them to pull the I was going to say, I didn't see him as bullying or a tyrant. I was like, no, damn straight, tell them what the what they're doing wrong. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought he said it really well at one point, And he got quite emotional about it, where he sort of said, I think it was something along the lines of, I never wanted to like upset them. I just wanted them to come along for the ride as I well. I wanted them to win with me. Yeah. And it's like, dudes, like, are you actually bickering about having the best player in the world your squad and him just telling you what to do so you can win championships exactly well piss off and play for the fucking pelicans then you pricks yeah i i was to i was on his side throughout everything even the bit where they tried to like at one point he was getting like in trouble for not politicizing himself and i was like well no yeah, exactly. i before he even began speaking i was like well no he's a basketball player if anything there's one thing that we hate at, uh, uh, as a society now and it's celebrities getting involved in politics where they don't belong it's a it's a yeah. it's a big thing and that that is very much though our culture to be fair is build a man up to, to knock him down and that's everywhere that's not just obviously like michael jordan that's everyone to a certain point Hmm. there's like everyone loves to see someone come good but then as soon as they come good it's like the media just look for things to bring them back down this happens like all the time you, you see it so often where some, someone someone does like you know like say the best film they've ever made in their career and then the next film that comes out is like filled with like oh well, it wasn't as good as the last one and it's like oh fuck off <laughs> Well, it was also like the, the the weird conspiracy bit where, oh yeah, he had a gambling problem which got his dad killed, so they gave him yeah. eighteen months off. It's like fuck off, fucking hacks. Some journalist is all that proves. Mm, I fucking insane. I honestly, I, the only thing I was a little bit disappointed on is I would have, I would have liked a little bit more Space Jam. I just wanted a, <laughs> a bit more. Seeing as they they were went on about the Jordans quite a lot. Yeah, the Air Jordans. They didn't hang around Space Jam that much, and I thought, "This, come on, there's some there's some stories to tell there." Because it, but maybe because everything else was happening around it, it might have seemed small at the time. Mm. I don't know, but I just felt like that was quite a bit of a thing. Um, I I thought it was quite interesting actually the fact that he never actually wanted night. <laughs> yeah, 
That I was, was like, what? Imagine it would have been... A... And who's getting sacked from Adidas right now? <laughs> if he's still there, that guy sat there thinking, I'm fucked here. You know what was uh, the funniest for me, part for me where I laughed out loud and thought, well, well done, you played the game well, was when he wouldn't didn't want to wear the Reebok top. He wanted to cover the logo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, ah, I'm going to find a way. And he put the American flag over and it's like, what a way to play him. Because who who is going to go from Reebok? How dare you wear the American flag over our logo? Yeah, like, I, I just thought he came out, like, as legend he is yeah and that's sort of the point of a documentary like that i guess and like you know like how many times after, you know like the thing with the game where he was like dying of flu because he'd eaten that pizza or whatever it is mm. like how amazing is like i love stories like that it's like i remember there being a goalkeeper once uh who played for man city who played on with a broken neck and then won oh the yeah and it's like you think how <laughs> And, like, obviously not quite a broken neck, but how was the guy able to just pull it out? And that shows how amazing a player he was. But also, like, what a character to, like, actually just be like, you know what, you can fuck off with your dodgy pizzas. I'm going to fucking beat you anyway. And I loved the fact that every time someone chatted to him, like, give him some smack talk here and there, he'd go, you're fucked. Yeah, no, I loved that. That was that made me piss myself. It wasn't like he just said. So then I said, "You're fucked," and I'm gonna like. Or it was something like when the general manager would be like, um, "Oh, sorry, I'm trying to put f- f- the volume was down on that." When the general manager was like um, saying, "Oh, we're interested in getting this defender or this guard," he's like going, "But we've already got a guard," and we got, and he's going. Yeah, but I'm interested in this guy. And then it's finally t- time to play him. He's like, right, I like my guy, so I'm going to make this guy look absolutely shit. <laughs> yeah. And it I showed he like- did. It wasn't like he just words. It was not like he said it one time and it happened once. This happens about 30 times throughout this 10-episode oh, yeah, yeah. documentary. And each time he did. So it was definitely something he could switch on and do. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Nah, I, I, I thought it was brilliant. And... Um- I do think, like, everyone else comes out of it okay. Like, but there has been some fallback from it. I don't know if you've seen or whether I've... Because I've got, like, American press on the uh, news thing for, yeah. like, football and stuff. Scotty Pippen has come out and said he really doesn't like how he was portrayed. Really? Uh, I like... Yeah, because obviously, like, well, at certain points, obviously, it shows, you know, the bit where he sort of gave up on the team at one point. Um, did he just sit down when someone else was making the shot? Or it was like the like final shot. Play. It was the final shot of one of the of yeah. one of the and games, I think there was a, and he refused to take like it. A couple of other times like that, where like he says that he was portrayed as some sort of like coward or wasn't in it for the team, and that obviously like you know at the very end where he's playing on with like his injury, I think he comes across quite well, but that basically he said like a lot of it is bullshit afterwards and then that guy grant who has like um you know the one who wore, wore wears like the, the glasses sort of thing just a few that wore glasses Gla- glasses or goggles and tra- tra- oh things. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, you know who i mean who yeah. went to the other team he said he oh and he was he was the one who was accused of letting it slip to the media yeah um, i remember that all that bullshit 
Um, well, anyway, he came out and he basically just said, nah, fucking bullshit, half of it's bullshit, don't believe it. I mean, he do, but he do, I thought it was really balanced because he does say in that, they ask him directly, were you part of that? And he went, no, never was. And then uh. there's nothing to conclusively prove that he is. And even my, I think Michael's even like, I heard it was him, but I'm, I don't know, and I don't care anymore. And the other thing with Scotty is, I didn't think he got portrayed badly. He even he admitted it wasn't like that was bullshit that I was a cat. I decided not to take that shot. He admits it in the interview. He says like, yeah. I totally regret it. I I I, sh- I, I, I thought it was odd because I thought he came across okay. Like he was yeah. one of the, the sort of like loyal ones. Stayed the whole way through. You know, even make like out he's like the number two player. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a number two player in the in the world at that time, and he's the hundred and twenty second best paid, and that made it a true underdog thing. And like the politics of why he was on that, and the decisions he made, and it was just like, it was just something he had to live with, and how lucky they were to have him, and how good a player he was. Uh, I didn't think he came off bad at all. I've, nah. Hell, mate, Dennis Rodman came over amazingly. Oh, yeah, right. Because obviously I've been watching wrestling. And yeah, well. dude! And when it said he missed that third... Well, he didn't miss... He missed training. He missed training, he missed a practice. And I knew that was coming. And I was like, oh, this must be when he goes to WCW. And he like, walks out with Hogan. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I didn't know. <laughs> I did not know that. So, like, I was like, oh, right, where was he? And I just showed Hogan. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm pretty much up to that. Well, I've not got to that bit, but they keep mentioning Dennis Rodman, like in in sort of era I'm in at the moment in the wrestling. Are you watching so WCW? Like, yeah, I started watching Nitro when that started. Yeah, when I, I, when I, I got to uh, basically like late '95, it must be. I realised that Nitro must have started December '95. So, yeah. So I basically just went, oh, well, sod it. I'll get myself up to date with that. And then I'll watch sort of them consecutively. Because I think it's quite interesting. Because obviously the sort of like thing was that WCW sort of took all the ratings for a certain period. And I've just got to the bit where Scott Hall and Kevin Nash leave WWE to go to WCW. So I've just got to that. Oh, I'm so close. I'm up to I'm up to August '95 in WWE. I wanted to. I said last time that I wanted to do WCW from when Macho Man left, but that's not on uh, the app. The when he he left in like ninety uh, early '95, late '94. Yeah. And the only show that they had on at the time at the time they don't have that year for for some reason. So uh, I can't, right. yeah. I can't watch it. I can, I can't, I can watch the. I think there's the odd pay per view, but I've just gone fuck it. I'll just when Nitro comes, I'll just start watching yeah. them. Yeah, that that that's sort of like I I, I know there was there's WCW Saturday Night, but I don't think half of them go on that. Yeah, that, that was the one I went to watch, but it's missing a whole year. Oh, uh, is it? It only goes that's, up to ninety four. Weird about that as well is because like the WWE at one point, like when I was watching it. There was like obviously they kept mentioning the superstars show, and that was all missing. Yeah, that's missing. It is on some of it's on there, but not all of it. It can sometimes yeah. be down to what they actually own the rights to. I feel like superstars just, so early they didn't, things. but raw they built up yeah. from the bottom. Think about what you're watching now 
like the stage and the the audience and remember that first one we watched in 93 which is like yeah. in a small theater it's insane and that's just two years i i well i've just i've got to june now well the end of june of 96 I, it, I, everything well it's uh, it's literally like both companies are so interesting because you've got the uh, invasion of scott hall and kevin nash i can't wait for that they'll, they'll they'll they were my fave the, obviously the big uh, what's it called the bash at the beach which is i think the beginning of nwo it's certainly teased it enough so that's going to be fucking sick and then in wwe we've just had king of the ring which is the birth of stone cold oh Maybe that um, Austin Pre 16 says, I just whooped your ass. So, like, how fucking interesting are both now? Oh, I cannot wait. That's what I'm, I'm just like, every time there's like a bit of a rough one, I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's soon. It is so soon. I can taste it. You are, like, if you're in August 95, so you're just coming up to where they'll begin Nitro. And the beginning of Nitro is, is boss. And I thought WWE had done like well off the boil. But when you get around to sort of January, I think WWE picks up again. And I thought WCW was shit for like four months straight. And it was such a grind getting through it. It was the same bloody fight over and over again. And you can see why they turn Hogan. Because Hogan goes awful. And you can even tell the crowd aren't even... like. Obviously, the big thing with Hogan doing this Hulkamania thing is the crowd are like, oh, it's Hulk Hogan. You know, it's amazing. And you can tell the crowd are just like, we're fucking bored of this. We've had it for like a decade. Do something different. I want to point out for any listeners that I heard that, and I don't know if Gaz heard that, but Gaz has a thing where he says sayings wrong. So did you know what, what you I said say? then? No. I'm guessing you meant they um, they weren't on the ball, but you said what did I say? on the boil. I said they went off the boil. Off the boil. Off the ball, off the ball. Off the off. Yeah, if something goes off the boil, it means it's gone bad. Why? Why? That's just a phrase. Maybe it's like I don't know. That is not a phrase. Off the boil. Yeah, if you go off the boil. I'm googling this. That is not a thing. Explain to me the entomology of why off the boil. I mean, surely, like, if you take so something if off you, the... If you're boiling a pan and it goes off the boil, it's fucking going to be ruined. No, if it, no, if you take it off the boil, you're saving it. Oh. I'm telling you, I'm Googling it I'm now. Googling it now. Off the boil. Yeah. Off the boil to off lose the... interest. I have never in my life heard off the boil. Soldier, might be a northern thing, and you're such a southern fairy. I <laughs> shut up. It's like one mile in it, in it. It's one mile. <laughs> you prick. Um, but that, just while I remembered, did you ever have? Did you ever own a Dreamcast? I did not have a Dreamcast because one of the games I had, and again, because of Michael Jordan basketball was. Uh, NBA 2K1 or NBA 2K first and I think then NBA 2K1 they were like oh, yeah. it was such a good it was such a good basketball game for its time the graphics I'm just watching some videos and again it was so 
back and forth and fast paced for something that was so because that was the other thing I got from the Jordan documentary was seeing getting to see the camera angles because I've I'd only ever watched it like very basic side to side uh, and clips and that but seeing the some of the shots that they do and Jordan especially oh, yeah. is insane like he he flies through the air pretends to shoot it dozens pretends to throw it to to pass it dozens then puts it down to his stomach and then puts it over the top of the back of his head around everyone and it still has to then go up and avoid all, and he's done all this in one jump uh, yeah that that i tell you the one i wish would have gone in was that double clutch one with the buzzer about to go oh yeah well, they would have wanted chicago i was like on my feet going no way did that go in <laughs> i was so devoted it didn't go in but it was more oh, because man. they set that episode up with them all practicing that shot and yeah. they all fuck up that shot, except him. He just gets it bang on. He's like, oh, of course he'll nail it because he got the shot. And no, he didn't. But <laughs> no, yeah, Dennis, yeah, the Dennis Rodman thing was just like, I I always have thought of Dennis Rodman as being some weird prick. Some like absolutely crazy ass sports superstar that doesn't know his arse from his elbow. And he came off like, he's so funny. And he's just like, the fact that he, he was like, yeah, I do what I want, but I get shit done. Like, I can, yeah, like I've missed I practice, but I've never incredible. had a bad game. I, I thought it's incredible man management, that. Like, to, to literally be, this guy's just going to go and let off steam, but I know he's going to be fine when he comes back. So, yeah. like, you know, he can fuck off and go and do a WCW show and miss training, because I know on the next game he's going he's gonna to boss it. And giving him that sort of like it, you, you sort of think that if they didn't let him do that, it might actually affect, affect his, his game. game. And that... you think, well, how incredible! Like, obviously, fair play to Phil Jackson. Like, you can't let players just do what they want, I guess. But to a certain aspect of it, helps the team out in an important game. I think a lot of football managers now, like everything's so tight in football. Like, you can't go out for a fucking. If you go out and have a pint before a game. People will be on your ass, like so bad, and you think, well, maybe sometimes you need that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, the bit where he said, like, I want to go on holiday, and like, Jordan's like, well, I want to go on holiday, but tough shit. <laughs> and then he goes, we'll just let him go to Vegas for what is it, tw- forty hours? <laughs> yeah. And he went, he will not be back in forty hours. He went, he will be. And as he walked out of the room, he went, we will not see him again. And it was like, it showed like seven days later. <laughs> What, is it my? Uh, it might be one of these things I'm not remembering properly. But did he come and do the UK Big Brother? Oh, I remember that. Right? I want to say he did do the UK Big Brother. Dennis Rodman. I'm going to check this. Dennis Rodman. Uh, I seem to remember he did come into it. Celebrity Big Brother. There must be something in it. No, I think you're right because I feel like that's how he got into again the newspapers for being. A weirdo. Uh, yeah, series four. Well, there you go then. So, was he in the one, like, I got this, oh, I don't know. Was he in the one with Vanessa Phelps? No, he was in the one where Chantel Horton went in and wasn't a celebrity and had to pretend she was a celebrity and ended up winning the whole thing. And that's where she met Preston. Right, right. So it was that one. 
Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I, it's one of those where, like, I've probably seen oh, it. Oh, maybe. Hold on. I wonder if Vanessa was him because it says here. I just saw, like, a, a clip. It said um, one of the other people who was in it was um, Galloway, George Galloway. Now, if I remember, didn't he end up getting, like, vilified because he pretended to be, he was a cat. He was a sexy cat. And they made, they put some yeah. milk on the floor, and he was like licking it up and pretending to be a cat. I'm sure that's right. Let me have a look. I'm sure. Who else was on it? Here we go. Shan. Oh, here we go. Chantel, Michael Barrymore. The Who was ra- the hell, really? Yeah. I don't remember him being in it. He was a runner-up. No way. Yeah, he, he knew, everyone was shocked. If Chantal had been there, he would have won it. He came and he, he kind of saved, not saved his career because he hasn't had one since, but it stopped him from being the butt of the of jokes and made people realise that, yeah, he it was the papers that made him look like a criminal. Um, the the rapper Magnet from Goldie Lucky, Maggot from Goldie Lucky Chain. I remember him. Uh, Preston and Pete Burns. I obviously remember Preston more for being a douchebag on Nevermind the Buzzcocks than anything else. Uh, Jodie Marsh. Christ, what a lineup! Um, oh no, it gets better. So yeah, George Galloway, um, Rula Lenska. Who's that? Uh, she was an actress. Uh, oh, this is where you get. This was the very first time that I would say that they went a little bit far fetched with what counts as celebrity. Farrier Alam. Now, do you know... You don't have to explain who he is. She. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh. She was the one who uh, Sven Goran Eriksson had an affair with. Right. But yeah, Dennis yeah. Rodman was in there, mate. <laughs> what, what a motley crew. Uh, he was evicted on day 21. He exited the house smoking a cigar and wearing sunglasses and a cap, which he refused to remove during the interview, angering Davina McCall. He gave a... Com- <laughs> which you never want to... Don't anger the Davina. Um, he gave a confusing interview, not answering direct questions, which he also did for Dermot O'Leary whilst making a rude gesture. This caused him to be banned from the reunion. The following summer, he appeared on Love Island. What? <laughs> oh my god! He just likes a bit. He just likes the attention. He's just like, what? Yeah. What, what have you got going on? Whereas, meanwhile, Michael Jordan's going. Oh, I could have got seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do actually have. Well, actually, I'll move on to that in a bit because we were talking about wrestling and sports. Did you watch the? I don't know when this became a, re- a sports podcast, but um. The, the death of Owen Hart. Did you you watch that then? Yeah, the dark side of the ring. Yeah, I did watch it. Um, I, I I did sort of. The, the only thing I thought about that particular episode, and obviously it is tragic, but it wasn't the most interesting. I don't think. Thank you. I already, I already knew what happened. I already sort of understand that it must have been the fact that someone's made an equipment mistake. And it was probably down to the fact that they died someone they shouldn't have. But I already knew all that. So nothing in that was that new to me. And it actually, it wasn't that, in, I, did, I don't think it was that interesting, but it is tragic. Like, so I, I understand why they were telling the story, but I just don't think 
it was a story like all the other ones in the Dark Side of the Ring series. I've sort of watched them and found things out, or I've gone, "Oh, white bloody hell, did that actually happen?" Whereas in this one, it was sort of like, "Oh, like okay, well, I knew all that." No, I'm with you on that. I, I, I like after it, 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 the problem that was is. It's a subject that has been settled in court, so you can't say anything other than mm. that. For, um, Brett wasn't involved, and the reason uh. I immediately met messaged from Boy and went, "Why is Brett Hart not in this? You've got his autobiography. What, what, what's his issue?" And Fun Boy went, "I can only think that Brett thinks that even though of all every, everything that happened, he's one of the family members who doesn't blame the WWE directly." And yeah. he thinks that Owen should be in the Hall of Fame, so she stopped him from being in the Hall of Fame. I thought that was really like I, I sort of see what they're saying, but at the same time, I was thinking, but obviously, surely it's better for him as a as a man. He would have wanted his legacy in his sport to be recognised. Yeah, okay, you've got beef with the company. That's fine. But that's a separate issue, surely. I know, I, as a wrestler. I kind of she because it was what she said. She was like, I, I get it because by putting him in the Hall of Fame, they will make some kind of they'll make some gain on that, some profit. Like we have in our Hall of Fame, we have Owen Hart, um, and can be used. To, it it can, can be used in the WWE's favor. That so there's no part, there's nowhere where that's completely a selfless act. The the whole Hall of Fame thing, but. I do feel that it does better for his legacy. For him, they their argument. What well, her argument was? We've got the Owen Hart Foundation, um, which is good enough. And I was like, eh, you say that, but the problem is that the Owen Hart Foundation kind of sounds a lot like the Hart Foundation, which is what yeah, which, who are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm sure they are. And I thought, well, surely that is ties into the fact. They might not have mentioned him by name. I assume that's what the legality would have been. But if the Heart Foundation... I automatically, when I've looked at the Hall of Fame list and seen the Heart Foundation, I always would have thought that would have included Owen Hart. It definitely includes Owen Hart. It definitely does. He was one of the Heart Foundation. So, yeah, very strange, I thought. I, I, but I'm like you. Other than that, like that was the big finish everyone was looking forward to. It was really disappointing. Yeah. Um. What was your favourite episode of this series? Oh, probably the Benoit ones, to be honest. Really? I thought, yeah, I really enjoyed that. But, like, obviously, again, I, I this is sort of the opposite to Owen. I knew, obviously, a lot about the Benoit thing, but I actually thought the interviews around it were really good. Yeah, they were. And the lead-up to it. Um, I'm trying to think what else was in this because I have actually sort of like watched both very close. Um, the, the Road Warriors one was all right. The Road Warriors one was quite interesting because they were they were really weird to me. I knew of them. I'd seen them in the games, but I'd never ever seen them wrestle. And I thought it was quite interesting that they they kind of they they well they weren't always called the road warriors what do they get called when they go to the uh WWE? legion of doom legion of doom so i only knew i knew the, the the road warriors and i knew the legion of doom but i didn't know they were the same yeah 
That was interesting. I, I know who. I know what my favourite one was. I think I know what you're going to say. Cocaine and cowboy boots. Yes, Definitely. that was. That was <laughs> so weird. That was the weirdest one. Oh Herb Abrams. Oh, I, I loved. Like I never knew any of that. No. So that was really interesting. Um, and then the only other one I thought was really good was the Life and Crimes of New Jack. Because, like, effectively, like, he was, like, assaulting people, wasn't he? In, like, ECW and getting away with it. Oh, did, was this the one that, like, killed the kid? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was, yeah. That's what I mean. There was some real, like, dark, like, was dark extreme ones. But... After the, the, the Cocaine and Cowboys one, which was just bizarre and funny, Owen Hart's one was just like, it just, it just didn't, it, I nearly said fell flat then, and that would have been really... Did you nearly say off the boil? No. <laughs> <laughs> off the boil is much more acceptable to say. Um, Yeah, that Cocaine and Cowboys one, especially the bit at the end where they're like, no, none of them. That was what was weird. They were like all saying how he died, but it was all different each time, like slightly different. Everyone's story of how he died, and then one of them goes, "I'm, I'm sure he's still alive." Yeah, I love that. I was the like, guy showed up and went, "This is all mine. You've got the same name," and he was wearing his boots. <laughs> well, I do think. I think. Someone said towards the end, they said, look, if this guy was alive, there is absolutely not a cat else, John. He wouldn't have come out of the woodwork by now. And I sort of think there's probably truth in that. What's the name of... Because my favourite person in all of this, it's that manager who carries the um, the tennis racket. Um, oh, uh, Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. He... Like, I never heard of him, never seen him before. And then as I'm watching this, we start watching Raw and he's, he appears. He yeah. was, he's one of the best parts of that documentary, of, of that oh, series. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. His, his knowledge... Have you, ever, have you watched the thing with him and Vince Russo? Um, and they hate each other. I can't remember what documentary it was that I watched. It might have been, like, one of the ones on the WE channel or something, you know, where it sort of, like, um, goes on about, like, one of the wrestlers or something, or one of the arts, or whatever it is. No. And those two fucking despise each other. Because, like, Russo's obviously, like, he got sort of hired, he was, like, sort of the producer of Jerry Springer. And was oh, very no, much, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I saw that episode, because he, and that's what he slagged him off. Is like Dark Side of the Ring, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was to do ah. with, it was the, it, oh, that was a good episode. It was to do with the, the... Bret Hart getting um getting fucked uh, over. The Montreal Screwjob. That was a very good episode. I highly enjoyed that. There was about fifty angles that came from, and it also had Scott Hall in it. Which one of the funniest things about Scott Hall? I I've always liked Scott Hall, but his character's always been like, "Hey, Glingo," like that. Yeah. And then it just goes to him, and he speaks totally normal. I was like, "What? Yeah. What? He doesn't? That's not actually his accent." It is weird. Like you think. Especially when he went to WCW, and I get that when they first went to WCW, it was sort of trying to portray that, you know, they were invading from the WWE, so they kept the character without the names. Yeah. But even when he... You think, like, if you're going to start using your own name, 
you can start talking normal, mate. But he comes into WCW going, hey, Chico. I know, yeah. That's what there was. I, thank you. Because I thought, you know what? If I fucking put on WCW Nitro and he speaks normally, I've only got myself to blame. But I knew that's how he's always spoken. I knew it because he. Oh, so, that was so weird. Like, me and Eve turned to each other like and gasped, like, what? Um, it is weird. And, and to get this back on a bit of a nerdy curve, yes. um, I do actually have some interesting news. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, the Snyder Cut is happening. Oh, really? Like, it's actually... So, they it, it's, it does exist. It does exist, how we've always said, incomplete... Like, but, so how are they going to release it then? So it's going to be released on HBO Max next year. It's right. f- it's four hours long. They are debate. So, if on. it's incomplete, though, how are they going to? They're putting another twenty million dollars into it. So will they? They're not going to shoot stuff though. Yeah. What? So really. He says a lot of it, he said a lot of it is, like, graphics not being complete, you know, CGI scenes, stuff like that. So they can, they can work with the footage they already have a lot of the time. Yeah, but just... some have, uh, I think, Jason Momoa and the guy who plays Cyborg have hinted that if they were asked to come back, he's, I think they've said something like, if they were asked to come back, which they may do, there wouldn't be an issue. Well, that's very interesting. I can't imagine Affleck would though. You say that, but he's put his full support behind it. He's been like posting. Yeah, he he's been he talked about it. He's not I, just. I just can't see him getting in the bat suit for it. Well, he's not. He's not just like retweeted anything. He went on like a Kevin Smith podcast and did a full in depth thing about it. He's interested. He wow. thinks it's great. Well, it would certainly be interesting to see it how it was sort of originally. Um, thought of. I'm, I'm, I'm more interested to see because if anyone's ever listened to this podcast before, I've always said it exists. I've just never been of the impression that it would be good because I just don't like Zack Snyder's style. Mm. Like the only one I like is Watchmen, and I have to watch the extended, admittedly the extended director's cut to like it. But other than that, I, I don't like any of anything he's done. I'm, I'm not really keen. So, so I can't. You, you think you're, you're thinking essentially everyone's wanted this thing for years and they're going to get it and go. Oh. <laughs> well, I think that half of them are. I think half the people who are the the original, like release the Snyder Cut people, are with genuine Zack Snyder fans. So like these yeah. are the kind of people who think Batman v Superman is perfect. That there's nothing wrong with it. Which obviously I don't. I hate that film. But the other half, the other contingent, a contingent of people who have been signed up and then subscribed to, you know, you know, you didn't get the of proper Justice League, didn't I? No, this is Snyder Cut. Those people can be like, well, I want to see it, and then they will be probably underwhelmed. Yeah. That it's. I mean, you're gonna get black suit Superman. You're gonna get um, apparently. Um, and this is this is something I didn't think was real, but it is. Um, the main bad guy, what was he called? Named after that band, um, Steppenwolf. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. His design's going to be completely different. 
they can they apparently totally redid. So you know how he looked like a giant CGI character. Yeah. Doesn't look They're like anything like that. At all. Probably for the better, because if I remember rightly, that was garbage, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like it was like the end boss in the video game. It was awful. Yeah. But because of that, there's now. So again, they, they they can't decide if they're gonna do it as one movie or release it in six parts on cliffhangers, episodically, um, uh, next year. Um, the, but the other thing that then this has started and it looks like it's already getting traction is the Aya cut of Suicide Squad that was never released. Well, I mean. I, they couldn't do any worse with it. <laughs> well, that's what I know. That's that's the one I've been pushing for. But there's like, remember when Jared Leto was like, "There's at least another two hours of footage of me and Harley." That was never. Well, it'll used. be interesting to see what they do because, like, again, like you know, Leto say, I, I personally didn't like his Joker anyway. So if you're gonna give me more footage of that, I don't think it's gonna win over anyway. Because I just did, I didn't like the design of it. I didn't like the concept of it. And I know that it's like everyone wants to do their own spin on the Joker sort of thing. It, it can't be just another Jack Nicholson, or it can't just be another, you know, Heath Ledger. I get that, but the way they took that character, I just did not like at all. So if it's only going to be more of the same stuff, it's more Joker. It would have tons. It would have tons more Joker in, and they completely changed the bad guy is related to the Steppenwolf story. So that was the thing they they. They, they had a finished film, and then when they went back to DC with it, DC went, oh, no, it's too dark and gritty. We want light now. We want it to be quite happy and we're like Guardians of the Galaxy. So they had to reshoot loads. That's why the main bad guys are all these faceless zombies, because it was like, yeah. you've got to come up with something quick. So it is, a com- I mean, again, a completely different film. It makes you wonder, like, obviously what you said there, like, about the fact they want is it to be all shiny and happy and nice or whatever, bright. But DC isn't that. That's what I, I just don't understand how DC have got it so wrong. I've always thought DC are the dark and the gritty. So do dark and gritty. That's what works for you. It, well, it was because of the, the Man of Steel performed. Not amazingly. Not as much as they wanted to, but not un, it didn't underperform. It was just like, oh, all right. And then Batman v Superman underperformed for them. And that's where their arseholes started wincing. And I think that's because of Superman more than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then because Batman v Superman underperformed, they panicked and Suicide Squad was nearly done. They're like, now change it. Change it now. Otherwise, we're going to get fucked. Do you, do you think the new Batman we get is going to be dark? Yeah, because that was the other thing in Justice League. Oh, he just he was so smiley and nice. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be darker again. I think... Zach is dark. I just thought, I, obviously, like I've just watched all of the Batman's again. Not, I've not watched, even being honest, uh, the Batman, the the Batfleck, I should say, films. Uh, I only did the ones that are Batman films. Yeah, yeah, you'd have except. to watch Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad to watch Batfleck. Yeah, so I, I sort of didn't bother with that, <laughs> but it's. I just think it's, even in the one, uh, Batman and Robin aside, it was garbage, but even in, in ones like where it was like Batman Forever, where it was still very bright and light and comic booky, it was still quite, like, 
I'm not saying it was dark, but Batman still come off with that, that edge of being sort of like a very dark character, I thought. I mean... Whereas in, in like, obviously, what, the way they took... And I think it was different in probably like Batman versus Superman. He, he like, obviously wasn't in it that much, was he? Uh, he's in it. I mean, he's in it a bit. He's in it for. I remember that's one thing I liked about it. It was like I did like the amount of Batman I got. It's just a a long film. It was like three hours. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. I I haven't watched that film. It's probably since it came out. So maybe I'm just not. I seem to remember getting like not enough Batman, but Batman was the best thing in it. Yeah. And Batman was actually quite good in that one. But then when we get to sort of the Justice League, Batman just becomes like Happy Camper. And I was just pissed off. Because that's not Batman. No. That was... I've, to be honest, never really seen... Like, I, I know they want to push, push the Justice League because of the success of the Avengers. And I know it might work in the comics or whatever. I'm not, I obviously don't read the comics much. But when putting Batman in a team of people, for me, it just takes away Batman a bit. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's one thing I, I don't like about Justice League. Like, even in comic book form, there's I've got one trade of Justice League, and I do like it, but there is something about the Avengers where they all kind of balance out and kind of, like, bounce off each other. I don't like DC teams meet, meeting up. I mean, I feel Wonder Woman and Superman are too similar. Um, Aquaman is just either misunderstood or underused. Um, and he's, again, he's too similar to Superman. Then you've got Batman, who, if they all decide to fly off, Batman's got to go, wait, guys, I need to go get my car keys to keep yeah. up. Um, Batman's good in a Bat team. So when you've got, like, Batman, Robin, Batgirl, Batwoman. Yeah. That's like... Never mind that. That when works. It, when it works, like... But even then, in the films, obviously... I thought in Batman Forever they sort of got away with Robin, but in, when it was Batman and Robin, it didn't come across well at all. I feel like Batman's got, Bat when the, the Justice League and uh, there's probably DC fans screaming like zealot at me, but I just whenever I read Justice League comics, I think it reads like a forced crossover, like fucking Archie meets the Alien, or <laughs> yeah. you know. Pre- Predator and Dennis the Menace. They're just two things that, okay, they're together right now, but they don't feel naturally written together. They feel like they're being pushed into each other's world. I mean, Superman and Batman is interesting. I like when they're together, but I like it when there's conflict between them, not when they're, wor- not when they're working together. It's just boring. Whereas the Avengers, everything feels natural and fresh. And what is that buzzing that's coming up? Off. Am I on speakerphone or? You are on speakerphone, but you've been on speakerphone the entire time. I know. Just, just I can hear a little buzzing now. There is like a little fuzz. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So I mean, have, have you been watching anything else? That was the only news. Uh, I had. Dad, sorry. Actually, I don't know why I've just said that. Going back, just going back, just from that news. Do you think now, if the if the air cut gets like green lit? This will be the year, or in the past 12 months, you'll have had Sonic, Justice League, and Suicide Squad all get the original cuts released. So you think, like, times are changing and, like, the audience and director have more power? I I think 
maybe what it comes down to, uh, obviously Sonic was before the pandemic, but is this potentially because people can't work on normal stuff at the moment? And, you know, say they're sat at home going, oh, you know what, I'm going to put a bit into this, or is this like a turn of a wave sort of thing where people just think, I want to release the way I foreseen it? I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's more to do with streaming services making this available. Like, it was always, but it's fine you saying that, but where are we going to watch it? What's the medium? We're going to release it? And now they go, well, you've got a fucking channel. Just pop it on there. Yeah, I guess. It's so easy to get content out now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so that's why. I mean, I find it, I'll find it interesting. Whether it's good or not, I'll reserve judgment. But... You know, I don't think it can do it any harm. I don't think those films... It's not like they're doing a director's cut of a film that everyone loved. So, what's the harm in it? You know, yeah, crack on. Try and make it better. Hmm. Um, yeah, have you have you been watching anything? I've been, I'm going to start, or at least going to try and start watching at least one film every two days because I've totally dropped off and I've, I don't know why I've not been watching more films. I do enjoy films. Well, the only film I've watched, and I'll be honest, like I've really struggled to find films that I wanted to watch lately. There's not a lot seeming to be coming out, which is probably obvious why, but um, the only one I've watched recently was Bad Boys 3. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> nothing special, nothing terrible. Um is it worth being made? There's one called Bad Teacher. Uh, no, not Bad Teacher. Um, Bad Education. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I watched that. That was awesome. Yeah. So, other than, other than that, I've really not found much worth speaking about in regards to films. The, the more interesting content, for me, has been, like, sort of... I've, I have I, There was a, a series called Gangs of London I sort of mentioned to you. Oh, yeah, you uh, did. Him where it's it's sort of like a modern Peaky Blinders, I guess. It's about gangs in London, as you can probably guess. <laughs> yeah, mate, but thanks for that. the most interesting thing about it, and I was not expecting it, I thought, I thought it was going to be like very much like just a normal series, but the fight scenes? Oh, my God. It's literally like, you remember the fight scenes everyone raved about in like the Punisher scenes? And in Daredevil and stuff. Or... Daredevil, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. They're so fucking well um, choreographed, and the gore is full, and it, it's it proper caught me off guard. The first time I was like, "Whoa, that was that was sweet," and then like sort of like in the next like time they had a fight scene, I was like, "Fucking hell, this, this is sick!" But the, the, it's actually a really good show so far. I'm only like two episodes in. I don't I don't even know what I think it's on Sky, but I'm not watching it through sky <laughs> so I, don't know, I don't know what channel it's on um sorry mr murdoch i don't think he's missing your money to be fair <laughs> um now yeah i know what you mean it, but it's weird how like i'll sit down and go i don't have time to, for a movie and then i watch three episodes of like the last dance well that's easily a movie and a half what yeah it's, it's just weird how it's easier to consume your brain just goes ask ah, yeah definitely I, I as i say i've not found a lot of films that i've been that interested in lately i've seen a lot of films sort of you know like there was one with tom hardy called capone oh god 
I've heard well, about this. So, it looks so bad. I'm not watching it. I've heard. That, that nearly every film that's coming available at the moment, I sort of click. And if I don't know what it is, I'll sort of like always IMDB it and sort of see what the scope is with it. Or I'll you know read read what it's about and I'll decide on that sort of thing. And everyone I've opened, like lately I've gone, it's either really badly rated, so <laughs> what's the point? Or it sounds the most uninteresting pile of dog shit ever. So I'm, I'm, I actually think the best content out there at the moment is like sort of like the the musicians are putting a lot of stuff out, and like even like there's been like a lot of sports stuff come out, not just the basketball thing. There was the Maradona film um, that came out not so long ago, which was really interesting. I keep meaning it, to watch the um, there's a Beastie Boys documentary, isn't there as well? Oh, I've not seen that yet, but yeah, I think you're right. Let me have a look. I, I keep forgetting about that, and I want to watch that. Hold and on. obviously, like, I've been watching me Metallica Mondays. That that old show, was it wasn't quite what I expected, because I, I don't know why. I just imagined it would be like the camera work would be sort of like Binge and Purge was. But then you're sort of forgetting, well, they wouldn't have had the cameras. If they were filming the live show for Binge and Purge, whereas this is all like house cameras. So it's, it's cut a bit weird. And then the one they released yesterday, I think, was like from the, the Kill 'em All album tour. So it's like every song from Kill 'em All, apart from Motor Breath, oddly enough. Oh, weird. Weird? Because yeah. like, that was the one they carried on playing, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Beastie, yeah, it's called the Beastie Boys Story, and it was released on Apple TV Plus. So make of that what you will. But it's out. Uh. Um. Yeah, that's definitely that. That'll be probably what a next watch. Beastie Boys story. What, yeah, that'll be kick-ass. I might try and watch that myself. Actually, I'm surprised you've not watched on Netflix. There's a new show called Have a Good Trip on Psychedelics. Have you seen I that? I have watched that. Sorry. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I love like the fact that Sting... Is it, it, it Sting? Is Sting it? it is, yeah, yeah. Comes across as like just the maddest bastard ever. Just wants to take acid all the time. Well, I've never, I've not watched that yet. So is that is that good? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's well good. Like, all right, that might be. So, what I'll watch that the next time. <laughs> well, we're hitting our hour, our hour time. Like I said, we're yeah, that's time cool. crunch. So yeah, if you've uh, if you enjoyed listening, thank you. Don't forget you can email us uh, talknerduk at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also you know, check out the Facebook page and the Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to actually go on talknerdy.uk where you can see like blogs and vlogs and trailers. We just put up a review of Apocalypse War. Me and Chris actually did a podcast review of Apocalypse War as the Snyder News broke as well. So you get um, to hear us talk about that. Uh, me and Chris have done a few podcasts, actually. We did one about discussing because um, Batwoman... Uh, the girl who plays Batwoman has walked away from playing the role. So, you know, did you watch Batwoman? No. I think you watched... No, if you saw the trailer when it looks shit. Well, I might have done that. Yeah. I don't remember it, though. So, she's walked away from it, and I'm not surprised because her acting was... She was just awful. Everyone was like, it's not a bad show, but she can't act. So, she's gone. And we talk about that and what DC get wrong with female characters. Um... But yeah, so there's a lot of stuff on there and there's a lot more coming soon because I'm going to have a quick word with Gaz about some fresh ideas I've got. But yeah, um, Gaz, anything to plug or is that the usual nonchalant off the boilness from you? 
Yeah, definitely just nonchalant off the boil. Right, well in that case, uh, 